I hope you and your family is having a happy and a healthy holiday season. And I say that because given that we're still in this pandemic, I think most of us are reconsidering how to have a happy and a healthy family gatherings you know, with our family and friends this year. Like this year, my daughter, Anna, who lives in Los Angeles, is supposed to fly in and spend a week with us and to catch up with family and friends. I mean, and, and now we don't know that she'll be able to come. I mean, Los Angeles is shut down again. They're under a stay-at-home order again. And we're not sure that she's going to be able to come see us. And folks... I haven't seen my daughter in person in over a year, and I really miss her. Love you, sweetie. <laughs> I look forward to seeing you soon. And if I could just be honest with you guys, 2020 has been the most challenging season I've ever experienced in my 30-plus years as a pastor leading a church movement. I mean, I, I like to initiate change. I like to lead people and organizations through change. It's, it's just the way I'm wired. I like that. But it's one thing to initiate change. It's another thing to have change happen to you. And, I, you know, I meet with different pastors, both here in the state and around the country via Zoom meetings. And we talk about best practices and, and what, they're, what they're learning, what I'm learning. And one of the things that happened to all of us, I mean, if I could just be vulnerable with you for a moment. I basically lead an organization whose primary strategy is to get large numbers of people in close proximity every week. And when the pandemic hit, it's like we had to pivot within a few days and rethink our strategy, not only for the short term, but even for the long term, for the future. And how many of you know when change happens to you, it can stir up anxiety. It can stir up, you know, challenges and tension in your heart and in your mind. And, and we've been, we as pastors have been feeling this, you know, because it's one thing to initiate change. It's another thing when change happens to you. And I know some of you are feeling the anxiety and the tension that occurs when change happens to you. I know some of you have lost jobs or lost income. I think about my friends in the restaurant industry. I think about those of you who work at various kinds of theaters, those of you who work at sporting venues. I mean, your whole world has changed. I think about my friends in the healthcare industry where your resources are being taxed and your emotional capacity is being stretched to the limits. And then there's some of us who have loved ones in assisted living uh, communities and places where they live and need assistance. And basically those places have been shut down since COVID began. Like I have not seen my mother-in-law in six months. And I know some of you might be thinking, man, that would be awesome. But I actually like my mother-in-law. I miss her. I miss the conversations we would get to have with each other. And, and here's what, what I know happens. When change happens to you, it creates a kind of pressure and under the pressure of unexpected change, what's in you comes out of you. What's in you comes out of you. Do you know what I'm saying? In other words, if there's anger in you under the pressure of unexpected change, anger is going to come out of you. If there's anxiety in you 
under the pressure of change, anxiety is going to come out of you. If there's fear in you, then fear is going to come out. If there's lust in you, then lust is going to come out. And then the positive too, you know, if there's goodness, if there's joy, if there's peace within you under the pressure of change, that's what comes out of you. What has been coming out of you during this season of unexpected change? Now, in this series, we're looking at various faces at the manger. We're exploring various lives that became intertwined around the narrative of Jesus' birth. Last week, we looked at Mary, the mother of Jesus, and what happened to her and how she responded when change happened to her. This week, I want us to look at her fiance, Joseph, and how he responds when change happens to him. And I think there's something we can see in his response that can help all of us get through the change we're going through. Now, Joseph's story begins in Matthew chapter 1, verse 18. This is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man, yet he did not want to disgrace her publicly. So he decided to break off the engagement quietly. Now, I know last week Pastor Sherry explained the way engagement and marriage worked in, in their day in the first century. It's very different from what we practice. But I, wanna, I want us to, uh, to remind us of how their engagements and marriages worked back then so we'll understand Joseph's response. So in their day, parents arranged all of the marriages. And when a couple became engaged, it was much more formal than our engagements. Like literally contracts are signed, monies are exchanged, and from that point forward, you're considered a couple. In fact, that's why the text calls Joseph her husband, even though they hadn't completed the marriage process. In their day, the marriage process began with an engagement, and it lasted about a year, and then ended with a big wedding banquet. And that's the point where you were officially married, and that's when the couples would, would come together sexually, physically. And so, uh, for Mary to become pregnant three months into their engagement would have just been shocking in their day, and in their culture. And it's evident that the news about her pregnancy hurt Joseph. And so he starts to consider what he should do. And by the Jewish law of his day, he had the right to divorce her. And they had to actually divorce an engaged couple. That's the way you would end an engagement. And he considered doing that. And in their day, typically, if you divorce someone... Uh, in this case, a woman, because she was pregnant, you could do so in a public way that would disgrace her and humiliate her. And if Joseph had done that, it would have ruined Mary's life forever. And yet it was his right. It was his right to divorce her and to really to humiliate her publicly in doing that. But the text tells us that Joseph is a righteous man. And what that means is, Joseph has this inner character. He has this inner strength that gives him the inner strength to, to do the right thing, even when the right thing is the hard thing. 
And so Joseph is thinking about, you know, what should I do? How should I respond to this news? And it's very evident that Mary has told Joseph uh, about the, the appearance of the angel who appeared to her and told her she was pregnant by the Holy Spirit. But Joseph doesn't know that. He doesn't know that yet. And it's evident that he doesn't believe her. Still, because he's a righteous person, he chooses to do the right thing. And what I want us to see from Joseph uh, is that he, even though he had a right to do something, which he could have hurt Mary for hurting him, right? That, that, that's what he could have done by publicly humiliating her. But he chooses not to do that. Even though it was his right, he didn't, uh, he didn't exercise his right. And what, one thing I want us to take from this part of Joseph's story is that just because you have a right doesn't make it right. I'm going to say that again. Just because you have a right doesn't make it right. Just because you have a right doesn't mean exercising that right is the right thing to do. And so Joseph thinks about the best way to just end this relationship that has changed, changes happened to him. And he chooses to do, at least from this point, what he believes is the right thing to do, which is to quietly divorce her. And instead, instead of hurting Mary, because hurting people who hurt you, that is never the right thing to do. You know what I'm saying? Instead of hurting Mary for hurting him, Joseph chooses to show her grace. You see, righteous people do that. Righteous people show people grace. Righteous people remember the grace that God has showed us. And if you've ever experienced God's grace, when you taste God's grace and you know that you're forgiven in his eyes, that gives you the inner strength to rise up and to show grace toward others. And that's why Joseph made that decision to quietly divorce Mary. He felt it was the best decision he could make. But then something happens to bring even more change into Joseph's life. This is Matthew 1, verse 20. As he considered this, in other words, as he considered divorcing Mary quietly, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. Okay, so before Joseph can follow through on quietly divorcing Mary, God sends an angel to tell Joseph what has really happened. And I want us to pay, pay attention to that very first phrase of verse 20, where, where it says, as he considered this, then an angel came and spoke to him. Because I think it says something about what, how Joseph was processing uh, this change that was happening in his life. As he considered this tells us, he took some time. He didn't react. He didn't just like act quickly. He considered, he thought deeply, he thought patiently, he, he reflected instead of reacting. And you, know, you can just imagine that he was processing all that was happening and trying to answer some questions. I suspect questions like this. Okay, if I make this decision, what will happen to Mary? What will happen to the child? How will Mary's family treat her? This could go really bad for her. 
And then he probably also thought about his own reputation. You know, will the news of this hurt my reputation? Maybe he even thought about it hurting his own business. But he processed. He thought deeply. He considered all of this. And out of the silence, out of the silence, he heard from God. Out of the silence, he heard from God. Now, this Christmas, I want to ask you a question. Is there a situation where you know you need to make a decision, an important decision? And is your tendency to, to, to react, especially when change happens to you, is your tendency to react or to reflect? And maybe this is a decision related to just some situation in your life. Maybe it's related to uh, your business or your career or your job. Maybe it it's re relates to some relationship. And like I said, are you the kind of person, do you tend to react or do you tend to reflect and try to process and consider the right thing to do? You see, righteous people, righteous people don't overreact. They consider, they think deeply, they think patiently about this situation. Righteous people turn off the TV, turn off the computer, turn off their mobile device, and they take some time to reflect and to think deeply and to process before they make a decision. And while Joseph is considering the change that has happened to him and how he's going to respond, out of the silence, God speaks to him and gives him clarity and tells him that the child is indeed from God and he tells Joseph that he wants Joseph to take Mary as his wife and to care for her until the child is born. So this change would become a permanent change. I mean, think about it. If, if Joseph quietly divorced Mary, there would be some change to deal with for a while, but eventually things would go back to normal. He could go find another wife. But if he does what the angel says, this change is gonna be forever. Why would he do that? Why would he accept this kind of change into his life? Well, the angel continues. This is the second part of verse 21. For, the angel is speaking, for she will give birth to a son and you are to name him Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. The name Jesus literally means the Lord saves. And in that moment, the angel tells Joseph, this child, this son that will be born to Mary, your wife, will be forever known as the Lord who saves. You see, Jesus is the son of God who came to save people from our sins. And my hope and my prayer for you this Christmas season is that if you've never believed in Jesus yourself personally, that he is God's son and that he is the one that can save you from your sins. My prayer is that you'll believe in him today because he is the son of God who came to save all of us from our sins because we all need a savior. Notice how Joseph responds to the message of the angel. Matthew 1, 24. When Joseph woke up, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded and took Mary as his wife. 
but he did not have sexual relations with her until she gave birth to her son. Joseph does as the angel commands, follow with me, because he believes what the angel said is true. He believes that this son, whom he will name Jesus, is the savior of all people. He believes, in fact, Joseph, think about it, is one of the very first persons to believe that Jesus is the one who can save all of us from our sins. And can I, can I just ask all the dads out there, can you ever imagine your child being like a savior of all people? I mean, I don't think so, right? Unless, unless he really is. And Joseph believed that Jesus is the savior of all people. And so Joseph did the hard thing. He did the hard thing. He took Mary as his wife and did not sleep with her until after Jesus was born. Talk about character. Talk about inner strength. What kind of man is this? And that inner strength led Joseph to do the hard thing because it was the right thing. And not only did Joseph do the hard thing by taking Mary as his wife and, and then promising to take care of this child, he went beyond that. Not only did he show Mary grace by not humiliating her and you know, divorcing her publicly, he went way beyond that. He accepted her, he accepted this child who was not his, and he loved them both. And because of that decision, because of that decision, Joseph became the only dad in human history who ever got the chance to raise God's son as his own. And because of that decision, Joseph was at the manger. And when Mary laid Jesus in the manger, Joseph was there to welcome him and to love Jesus as his own. Oh 
When change happened to Joseph, unexpected change, what was in him came out of him. And it's very beautiful. What came out of Joseph was righteous. What came out of Joseph was grace. What came out of Joseph was a courageous decision. What came out of Joseph was inner strength. And this Christmas season, my prayer for all of us is that we could follow his example and exhibit that kind of inner strength in the face of unexpected change. And so as we consider Joseph's example, I want you to go back and think about that situation where maybe you're struggling to do the right thing, or maybe that relationship where you're wrestling with what it means to do the right thing. And I urge you, I I call upon you to draw from within you the inner strength Maybe you do need to make a courageous decision. Stand, uh, stand on, on the inner strength that comes from knowing if God is with you, you can do anything and make that courageous decision. Maybe, maybe what you need to do uh, in response to this situation or relationship is to show someone grace who has hurt you, just like Joseph sought to, to show grace to Mary. Maybe that's the most important thing you could do this Christmas is to show grace to someone who has perhaps hurt you. And what I want us to do this this day as, as I wind down my message, I want us to do for just a moment what Joseph did. As you think about that situation or that relationship, I want you to consider. I want you to think deeply and process what's going on And what's the right thing to do? So would you close your eyes for just a moment and let me lead us in this moment of considering. Be still. Be silent. Don't react. Reflect. Let us think deeply and let God's spirit guide our thoughts toward the right thing to do. And Lord, we lift up all of these situations, all of these relationships, and the challenges that lie before us as we continue to navigate the change that has happened to so many of us. And my prayer is that you would stir within our hearts the inner strength to rise up and do the right thing in the face of change. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.